As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. Welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the, the Void. Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 358. And today we bring you two reviews from two movies of a trilogy from across the pond. That's right. We are going to be doing Shaun of the Dead from 2004 and The World's End from 2013. So, yeah, we got these two movies. Figured we'd do something uh, that was from the pile of movies that were donated to us by Resolution 67. So thank you again, buddy. Thank I'm always going to say it because we got to point it out every time somebody donates something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so we picked these two movies because we were going to do the trilogy, but we thought it might be a little too much considering how busy we get during the week. So we just did the two. But maybe we'll come back and do another one with Hot Fuzz and Paul, because we did just get Paul recently on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So. There you go. There you go. So if you like this episode, be sure to let us know. Maybe we'll do the next one. Maybe. In the future. Somewhere. In, In time. In the year 3000. <laughs> wait, wait. In, In the year 3000. In the year 3000. Okay, good job. (laughs) Hey, do you remember that from Conan O'Brien? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's just one of those things. Okay, somebody better know what the fuck I'm talking about there. Anyway. No idea. So, yeah, we figured we'd pick these movies. We got a whole lot to do. I have just recently, and I mentioned this to you guys before, I know I've been doing a, I've been doing a lot of videos on the YouTubes. If you haven't seen them, we got our top 10 on there that we did. If you missed the episode and you just want something quick, that'll be a good one to watch. We also got some newer reviews for movies that have just come out, like Terrace, uh, Last Night at Terrace Lanes. We got the Destroy All Neighbors, and then a couple of, of physical media things that we got from uh, different places too so but we're going to be doing a video for the haul that we got from uh, the donation and and stuff that we got too right um which i bought this special neck mounted uh, uh, camera for my phone Mm -hmm. it's like a it's just like one of those things you know we they have the magnet on the back what is it called i forget for the iphones they have the magnet on the back Mm -hmm. but i have a special case for my samsung 
and I'm going to put it on the back and record, you know, and go through the whole fucking thing there. So I had to go through my phone, delete all of my fucking stupid old TikTok videos <laughs> and shit, <laughs> which I had thousands of. And I was like, holy shit, Jesus Christ. That's a lot. Yeah, dude, I don't, I've never run out of space on this phone. That's weird because <laughs> I, I get the notifications about my space all the time. That's because you literally download literally like every single fucking application that there is on that phone. That thing is probably riddled with fucking hackers. That's fine. <laughs> They're giving me money, so I'm good. Uh, oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we do all those like... I do all the, the surveys. Surveys, and receipts. And, yeah. Yeah, we do that shit on a regular, man. I mean, hey, it's if you just make it part of your routine, it doesn't even become a bother. Right, and get, you don't get an extra 10 bucks here and there. Right, that's what I'm we okay do. I'm okay with that. That's what I do. Like I, For Xbox, they have this thing called... Uh, game pass or whatever and if you get game pass ultimate they give you like microsoft points extra microsoft points to do like challenges and stuff you do surveys you answer questions you do searches on their stupid bing fucking app Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you do like you know quests for your video games right so you know it's just stupid shit that i do every single day but i've never paid for game pass at all Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I mean, like, I've already paid. I'm actually paid up for the next three months. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so I just, every month I have it. And and if you get it taken out, like, a month in advance, you get, like, three or four dollars. No, you get seven dollars off. Oh. Because it's, like, ten dollars and forty cents per month for me mm-hmm. by doing it through the Microsoft points. Ah. So frugal, frugal me that, right? <laughs> frugal me this. Uh, Anyway, so what have you been up to, Christina? I got my eyes checked. I'm blind. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I did too, though. Right? You got new glasses. I know. I'm sexy now. Yeah. (laughs) Nerd sextacular. They do look good on you. Oh, I don't know if I shared them with anybody on on, uh, anywhere yet, except for my personal. Yeah. Hi, Murray. Would you like some treats? Would you like some treats? And then I went to the other doctor and I have to get all the shit removed off my back, which I'll know if it's cancer here in a oh, great. couple weeks. I don't so know if we need we'll to share see. that. We'll see. And then I have all these other doctor's appointments. I'm so excited. <laughs> We're all dying. Yay. Sylvia Plath. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> On the bright side, though, we are being adults, and uh, yeah, I like my I like my glasses. Although it's just a little weird because I. <laughs> oh yeah. That, okay, wait. Let me tell the story. So okay. he put he put the glasses on, and he's walking around the house, and he keeps running into the walls because he's not used. To when this. you've navigated these hallways as much as I have, you know, you're used to taking corners kind of short, right? Like, you get used to your routine. You're like, oh, I got to go here real quick. Got to go there. Well, I'm just slamming every one of my fucking arms into the wall. And we have sharp corners, too, so... Well, I mean, all corners are pretty... (laughs) What? I mean, technically. (laughs) Uh, She's like, what'd you do? Oh, I just, you know... Ran into the wall again, because I don't know how to use my glasses. And plus, our dogs got arthritis, so we get this ramp going up to our bed, so I trip over that, too, so (laughs) it's a lot of fun. But yeah, we also went... uh, to we went movie hunting. Yeah, we went movie hunting to the uh, to the like thrift shopping. Found a whole ton of stuff for like a dollar each, which is good. Yeah, like really good. And then we we decided to go to one extra place because there was some specific things that Christina wanted. 
which I found. Yeah, and we and then I also wanted to because I got a copy. I got a Nightmares and Dreamscapes, the Stephen King TV series for mm-hmm. like seven bucks mm-hmm. on DVD. What'd you get? I got Slaves of New York on DVD. That's right. Which is very exciting because the intake date in it was from the day before. So I literally. I don't remember anything about that movie, but is it like you know? Is that a big deal? Is that like a no? Big... It was an independent. I saw it on the IFC channel when I was a teenager. That's how well, I just knew think about of like it. singles, like the movie no, Singles. No, you know was, how no. popular that was. No, it wasn't like that at all. But I mean, it was like based off of that kind of thing, right? Like it was supposed to be like a Generation X kind it, of thing. No, no, no. It's 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 solely based on the art scene in New York. Oh, okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Like one of those kind of kind of like period pieces that are like social no, I wouldn't things say it was it's more of an area a yeah. genre area film yeah because i think like eddie vetter was in the singles movie right right like all the band members from like seattle and shit were yeah in so this is nothing like that it's just these no. two people yeah hmm. from what i remember what else did I you watch get? it i also got priscilla queen of the desert oh, that's right we like that movie yeah that one in the uh actually we like the party monster movie the most yes that well yeah because that's directly from our, you know, our generation, our, our yeah. teenage years, like that, the rave years. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we got a bunch of stuff. I'll have that up uh, probably next month too. So, but as soon as I can, I'm gonna get that one video up, and I'll show you some of the stuff we got. I did exclude some stuff from our halls because it's not as horror, right? Specific. Yeah. So I had to go through and kind of pick out some dumb shit. You know, like mm-hmm. it's not dumb shit. It's just what dumb shit. Tell us what which ones. Oh. <laughs> I know one of them was Deliverance. <laughs> oh, like a Hot Shots part do one yeah. and two. <laughs> deliverance. Ma- mannequin, no, mannequin. I think I put that. Yeah, we, we got Mannequin one and two. <laughs> In time. <laughs> With the, yeah, that's like so crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, is there anything else we've been up to, though? We're, we're planning. Hopefully Alex will be doing a house tour soon. Video. Like, yeah, well, uh, that one might have to hold off until I'll do the. The thing first. Okay. Yeah, but maybe I'll maybe I'll show some sections. You know, I don't know. I'm just so picky about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I want everything to be perfect. You know? Yeah, and it's not. <laughs> yeah, like this mess over here. I don't want, you know, like, what is that? Yeah, why don't you just throw it away? <laughs> yeah, just throw the fan and everything else <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Vacuum it. <laughs> It'll be fine. All right. <laughs> anyway, I think it might be that time. What time is it? No, we're not doing shots this week. No, no more alcohol for us. This week we decided to hold off a little bit on it because we're we're having some uh, issues trying to go to the store and get stuff. This week was really busy for us anyway, but we just want to come out with some better ideas. (laughs) We feel like we're reusing some of the same shit, so... We might take a break for a little while, but we'll drink while we're watching, you know, talking. Or take gummies, which, you know... (laughs) You did. Yeah. Oh, you didn't? Right. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, we. Uh, I think it might be time for us to at least jump into the movies that we're going to talk That's about. That's a good idea. So we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of Shaun of the Dead from 2004 and... The World's End from 2013. We're going to go ahead and do that right now.
All right, so Christina did the work on this one. I'm going to be interjecting a few times, just so you know, because I have a lot of that's information. What you, that's what you do. Well, yeah, especially because I do all the trivia. So, yeah. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead was released September 24th, 2004. You can watch it on Apple TV or you can rent it on Amazon. Or just go to your library and pick it out because most people Oh, yeah, have that's it. true. It is in it's the library. It's probably one of the most popular movies ever to own. <laughs> But I've never seen it while thrifting. I've never seen it out in the wild. Huh. Yeah, well, that's because everybody so. wants it. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a it, popular movie, though. Right. All right. The uneventful, aimless lives of a London electronic salesman and his layabout roommate are disrupted by a zombie apocalypse. Tagline. It's just one of those days. It's when- all about the he said. Oh. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I said it like that. It's just one of those days when you're feeling a little dot, dot, dot dead. <laughs> oh, this was directed and written by Edgar Wright. He did Last Night in Soho. He did Baby Driver, The World's End, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, Hot Fuzz, Space the TV series, and the fake trailer in the grindhouse. Don't. Yeah, don't. Which I wish he would do that because I love that's one of my favorite. Yeah, that was one of the best ones. That's one of my more underrated fake trailers from the Grand House thing because mm-hmm. can you imagine if that shit was in a fucking horror supernatural movie where people had milk boring out of their eyes? <laughs> like, right. what the fuck is going on in that trailer? But it was great just as a trailer. I want more movies like that. That's why. You remember that movie, The Two Witches? Or yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of something like that. Right. Like a bananas fucking supernatural movie mm-hmm. where shit's just, I like, he needs to do this. Mm-hmm. But see, he, something that I learned about him is that part of the reason that they always turn into comedies is just he's a silly bitch because he can't take it seriously. Right. He can't take, a, you know, a movie too seriously, which not last night at Soho was pretty fucking serious, but yeah. there is some funny shit in there. Yeah, there is. So go ahead. All right. It's written and starring as Sean, Simon Pegg. Don't forget he was Scotty in the the newer Star Trek movies. He was also, him and Nick Frost were in Land of the Dead as zombies in Mm -hmm. 2005. He was in Mission Impossible 3, Run Fat Boy Run, Paul, Star Wars Episode 4... The five, f- the four. Wait, what wait, is, is it? Seven, Six? seven. V two. <laughs> Stop! Stop! You're Jesus. cutting that out. You're cutting that out. You're cutting that out. <laughs> Maybe. Star Wars. Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Yeah. And he was also in the Boys TV series. I don't remember him that, but. Oh, I think it's upcoming. I'm sorry. I think that's for the next season. He's going to be in the Boys. Uh, Nick Frost, who plays Ed, was in Attack the Block, Snow White and the Huntsman, Truth Seekers TV series. And he's done lots of voice work, like in Ice Age and Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> um, we have Kate Ashfield, who plays Liz. Uh, she was in Guest House Paracito. Did I say that right? Paradiso. Oh, Paradiso, whatever. Uh, she was also in Late Night Shipping and lots and lots of TV shows. Uh, we have Lucy Davis, who plays Diane. Die. Uh, she was Dawn in the BBC comedy The Office, so she was in the the British Office. Right. Uh, she was also in Wonder Woman from 2017 and The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, the TV series. Right. We also have Dylan Moran who plays David. He was in The Witcher, Blood Origin, and Black Boots, and he was also in Run Fat Boy Run. 
Also, I want to mention two two people that I think that you need to mention that they were tucked in there a little bit. Uh huh. Bill Nye, who plays Philip, his dad, by the way, who is very popular. You know, he's been in just about everything. Everything. Yeah, like that guy's been in American movies, like mm-hmm. British movies, mm-hmm. like Italian movies. He's been in everything. Everything. Man. We also have Penelope Wilton, who plays Barbara. Sorry, I was miles away when you were talking. <laughs> She's been in a lot of British stuff, you know, like, uh, but she's uh, she's really great in this film. But we have an estimated budget of four million pounds. Four million pounds. Uh, gross sales are thirteen million dollars. Opening weekend in the U.S. and Canada was three million dollars, and gross worldwide 30... forty million almost. Yeah, Alex, what did you think of this film? It's garbage. It's pure shit. Oh, is that why you're laughing the entire time? Yeah, no. I mean, this is a classic film, so really I just don't even feel like giving it a score. But if I had to, you know, I'll give you a score by the end. Mm -hmm. But it is a classic film. A lot of people consider it to be one of the greatest horror comedies ever made. Um, You know, I, I definitely disagree with that, but I definitely think it is up there. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if this was on most people's top five, top ten. You know, it's one of those films, but, you know... It is a great comedy regardless, and it is definitely paying a lot of homage to a lot of the horror stuff that we grew up loving. All the horror, all the zombie, everything. There is so much thought put into this movie and its dialogue and the way that they shoot it. It is very specific about all of its like movements. The comedy in it is fantastic. It is dark. Um kind of cheeky and sometimes just ironic and they always always set up like 50 jokes in the movie to land somewhere else later on mm-hmm. for like a second punch you know what i mean the graphic gore and like some of the stuff that's in this is pretty fucking awesome mm-hmm. uh they they do a whole lot with a little and uh, a lot of people you know have considered this to be like a parody film and it's really not it's really not at all. I think it's definitely stands on its own, even though it uses some elements from other movies, but it's doing it more of as, as an homage, you know? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of uh, British people around the time that this came out, a lot of people were not Simon Pegg fans or something. Do you remember that? Nope. There was like this underground group of people that were just like, eh. He's mainstream or something. And oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it was just a, like with any of his movies, I just remember always hearing a few people. And that's fine. Like, if you don't like him, I'm not saying you're wrong. There's no wrong. I just disagree with you. I think, you know, I think people get too weird about that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, there's sometimes you just get kind of bored of things or certain characters or actors. And at, I can understand that. At the time, though, too, there was a whole thing about fast zombies, slow zombies. And, right. there, and there was a lot of fast zombies during the time. And this movie kind of brought it back down to the slow zombie theories, you know? Yeah, well, Peg said, because death is not an energy drink. <laughs> that's what his, That's what he's quoted to say. And people were like, why not fast zombies, huh? I think it's this movie, and of course, obviously, we got Dawn of the Dead, the remake. Which came out right- Same year. The same year, right before this came out. Right. And it's uh, those two movies re-blew up 
the the fucking zombie. zombie craze again. Yeah. Like they dredged it up from the 80s and a couple of specs in the 90s. I know, and I don't even think The Walking Dead would be here if it wasn't for these films. I You, you may be right. You yeah. know, I mean, I can't I say right. for sure, but yeah, these movies, these two movies alone were such big hits that everybody loved it. And me and Christina were just talking about the other day just how like when we went, one of the biggest experiences, well, one of the big experiences I ever had was going to see Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the last times that I stood in line for oh, a movie. Oh, to see the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they stopped doing it after, you know, a while. Assigned seating. Yeah. Well, unless you're doing like the res- like the first come, first serve, like, you know, like oh, nobody does that anymore, review though. ones that they always oh, do. Oh, that's right. You know, like you just kind of got to get there. Um, but yeah, I think this is a huge, highly iconic, super, you know, pop icon type shit going on here i was a big fan of spaced beforehand so when this movie came out i was even more of a fan you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i was like holy shit because (laughs) behind the scenes i was like it was hard to get uh british comedies uh like a tv shows and stuff or movies and stuff oh in the early 2000s yeah yeah. in the early 2000s so there was like a big craze on like torrenting and shit like that Mm -hmm. but you know uh, there were a couple i think after Shaun of the dead success they started printing dvds of the the space show to try to get more people because edgar wright directed all those Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah i don't know i think it's it's a hugely popular movie i think uh, i think it's a lot of fun i don't think it's better than evil dead 2 i don't think it's better than the original dawn of the dead but i definitely respect it and have a blast every time i watch the movie it is just so well put together it is enjoyable from start to finish the only thing i could say that's wrong with the film is that i want to see more mm-hmm. and i don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing Sometimes you want to see more and a movie doesn't deliver on some things, but this movie has so many fucking jokes and so many different moments that are just, I don't know, memorable. Right. You know, like, I don't know. There's like quotes from this movie that people use all the time. You just, you know, you got red on you or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it may be. So I just really like the comedy. I like the gore. I like how they treated it very seriously in a way. And it's a very competent comedy that even by the end of the movie, it's not just a comedy. It's like it's got something a little bit more about friendship and just like relationships, you know, overcoming your own personal mental uh, blockades that keep you from being successful or people Immature- that try. Yeah. Immaturity. Right. Because like, you know, they were blaming Ed the entire movie. Right. And we'll probably get into this a little bit more. Right. We will. But ultimately, you know, it was, wasn't just Ed. Right. That was keeping him. Right. But yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of jokes in this that match up. I, I think it's like it's a good... I don't think they've ever made a better film since, to be honest. They like, haven't. Um, I like their films. I like Edgar Wright's films altogether, but I think if there's going to be one, you know, this mm-hmm. is the one, you know. But, uh, yeah, I would probably give it like a nine, maybe nine and a half out of ten, if not ten. You know what I mean? Right. So I'd say 9.5 or so. I mean, like, I think it delivers. I just want to see more. Mm-hmm. What about you? I have to point out, this is like literally 20 years old. This movie is 20 years old. That's crazy. This is crazy to me. But I still think it holds up well. I accidentally saw this movie before it came out. I was at the mall and they were doing a screening of it. Like it was like uh, whoever was dispu- 
distributing the movie was like doing a screening. Uh, okay. And I went into it, had no idea. I had no idea what I was just like, oh, a zombie movie. Oh, Wait. well, I love Dawn of the Dead. That was fucking great. That's wild. Yeah. So I have a T-shirt. I still have the T-shirt I got when I went to the screening and everything. And it and it ended up being like the oh, best. You, have, you still have it. Yeah. I made it into a pillow. Oh, Because, okay. you know, I grew out of it because <laughs> I got fat. <laughs> you fat bitch. <laughs> I'm one to talk. <laughs> but yeah, this made me like then, you know, watch space. I never heard of any of it before, before this movie, because this movie was so great. It's still oh, great. Okay. There's like one cringy part in this movie and that's it. Other than oh, that, I think... Oh, yeah. There's a one outdated thing now. Yeah. I totally forgot Nick Frost about says it. something in the movie and it's just yeah. like, ooh, I know, and I Nikki. To- I totally Nikki, forgot Nikki, we like you too. way too much. <laughs> but, you know, for the times. Right. It was the times. But I really like the attention to detail in this movie with the dialogue and stuff because yeah. it always went back to... Like, even the props, like, he had the flowers, and, like, the flowers w- was this running thing until the end. It was, like, every little tiny thing. Right. You it's could good tell, writing. Yeah, it's very good writing, and they put a lot of, de- like, they put a lot into it. You could tell. And also- That's the- how you make, that's how you do characters, in my opinion. Like, uh, some, you, maybe not the same cadence as he's got it, like, in any movie, but if you want to really dig into a character, you have, show him the quirks. Even the background characters. Right. The background characters would keep popping up or they pop up as zombies or they would pop up dead and and it would always it would be this thing. And sometimes you don't even notice it until you watch this movie. Oh, my God, Christina, if you knew all the Easter eggs, there could literally be a book. Yeah, about how many Easter eggs are in this movie. So yeah, I, I I believe it because everything's connected into this movie. There's nothing random. Yeah. Even the jukebox being on random. Right, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it was a thing. Like it was a thing. Uh, but the, even the music, the music in the the movie was like perfect because it it spread out through like every single fucking genre and even. Um, I think this is the first time we saw where they would do the fast edits where they would zoom in. Oh, yeah. Because okay. I remember he did that in Scott Pilgrim and I didn't even what realize did... it was the same director. I can't remember if they but... did it in space, but I'm pretty sure they did. Oh, but again, I know I didn't watch space before I saw this. Right. So, so I'm saying this was more mainstream. Oh, you're talking about so, like the the when, when they make put... a plan. He's like, oh, that. and then we're going to go back to the Winchester and have a nice pint. Or when he was putting on his name tag when he was getting ready for the day uh, and they would yeah. zoom in on him washing his face and then. You know, opening the door. And I love the soundtrack too. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. The music's great because it's the specials and it's Queen. And well, it, not just that. I mean, the score even. And it's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's like the, subtly Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, exactly. They even use some of the Dawn of the Dead music from the actual library that right. they used in Dawn of the Dead movie. Right, so. which you could tell too, which and is a nod. George, I got some trivia and stuff on George Romero and stuff that you'll probably you probably know or you know, but it, it'll be interesting good yeah but even still like i was saying before about this being a zombie film and it like this and the dawn of the dead kind of propelled because you you, everybody always forgets about fido remember fido we have fido that's a great movie too and it was funny do you remember where it was they had the oh i like that movie but it's not as funny as this oh no nothing is as funny as this i swear to god alex this is almost like this is almost like a perfect movie to me. Brain dead. Like, 
No, no. AKA Dead Alive. No. Sorry. I think this is better. This is better. That and Evil Dead 2 are probably some of the best horror comedies ever made. This movie's better than that. I mean, it's up there. I just don't, I don't know. Those ones are hard for me to like. Because you're old. You're older than me. So you're stuck in your old ways. Fucking 90s kid. (laughs) Stupid. 9.5. Really? Okay. So we're about the same. And literally, and literally, the, the, the point five is just because that one thing did not age well and it oh, made me don't. cringe. You're going to mark a movie a point, a half a point. Yeah. Because that one fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, because I, ha- I marked a half a point because of the uh, Planet Terror scene. It's such a fucking like tiny fraction of a little bit between all these other movies that it fights for, you know. But like, you know, I really do love the movie. Maybe it's just that I feel a little bit more like it's more of a comedy than it is horror, and that may be why I, I'm just a little. Why can't it be both? It is both. I'm just saying it's just there. It does lean a little bit more to the comedy. It's more accessible to more people. Yeah, but wouldn't Evil Dead Two be more of a comedy? No, it would be more of a horror movie. But it leans comedy. It has comedy. And it doesn't lean a little sci-fi too. Um, no. Well, I mean, I guess if you want to talk about portals and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I don't think so. I think, I think those movies are more horror than, than this one is. Well, you're wrong. You know, it's, it's got comedy in it and it's definitely schlocky like Evil Dead 2. It's meant to be funny in some parts, but you know, it's not, it's not meant to be just a comedy. You know what I mean? Like every beat in this movie is fucking hilarious. You know what I mean? And that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying maybe that's why I couldn't go all the way with 10. I love, I love watching this movie every single time. Every single time. So then I it's a 10 out of 10, and I guess. I haven't watched this movie in a long time too. And I just So like, why are you why giving it a 9.5 and not a 10 then? <laughs> because of that one thing in the fucking movie? Yes. That's silly to me. Okay. <laughs> she's mad at me <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway so yeah so we both give it about a 9.5 out of 10 which you know it, it, it's it fluctuates for me a little bit i think i enjoyed it a lot more this time again than i think i've seen it so many times now you know what i mean but i want man i wish they would do another zombie film like, I feel like it wouldn't be nearly as good. They try to no, overdo yeah, it, you know? Which is probably why they haven't. Right. Well, and, and you know, you, these other movies, they're not bad. You know, we'll, we'll talk about the next one next. But right. uh, I just don't think, I think this is the, the, the pinnacle of their of their movies. And yeah. yeah, some people love Scott Pilgrim and love Night, Last Night in Soho, which all of them are competent films. I mean, they're really good, especially Last Night in Soho. The end of Soho was a little too much for me. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of brought it down for me, like when I saw it. But man, what a fucking movie! It was good. Yeah, Baby Driver was good too, wasn't it? Yeah, they're I all they're like all that. great films. They're all like I don't think they're bad at all. Like I don't, I can't think of one that's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're just like, oh, I like this one more. You yes. know, so. But anyway, we'll we'll get into some of that in our trivia here and our spoilers. If you want to watch this movie, you can rent it on Amazon or Apple TV. Check it out. It's not streaming anywhere. You didn't see? Nope. Just Apple TV. Okay. I, what the fuck is Apple TV going on in here, man? Like I don't. They're I, taking. I, they're just taking everything. They're hoarding it. <laughs> is that what it is? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna get into our spoilers now. So if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. So. Obviously, this uh, this movie here is the Three Flavors Cornetto Trilogy. Also, it's sometimes just the Cornetto 
trilogy or the blood ice cream trilogy reason by, i don't get that yeah it's the ice cream cones that they used in the thing they're like the ones that are wrapped up that he went to the store to get he gets the red one the the strawberry one okay it's and there's three different flavors in each of the movies the, the second one was uh, i'll tell you right now they don't share a storyline just the passing of the ice cream cones this, what That doesn't make it a trilogy <laughs> to me. Cornetto ice cream brand uh, is just a brand in particular, and they were trying to get people to give them free ice cream. That's what they were saying. Oh, my God. So he wrote it in part two as well as three. <laughs> but at, at, the, at this, uh, it's the first part of the unofficial three flavors Cornetto, tr- Cornetto trilogy. The red wrapper, strawberry flavor, makes its appearance in the movie. According to Edgar Wright, red represents the blood and the zombies, which is the main motif in this movie. For Wright's other movies, Hot Fuzz from 2007, it was blue and vanilla flavor, representing the police. While in the final part, The World's End, it was green and peppermint with chip, representing science fiction and extraterrestrial elements. Got it? Got it. Good. Stupid. <laughs> so when Edgar Wright started pitching this, as Simon and him, they began pitching the movie. Film 4 production showed interest in it, and then Film 4 significantly cut back its budget, leaving the movie kind of without a production company for a long while. And because Wright was just so into this idea and still hoping to get this movie made, he actually went broke to yeah. wait on them to, because he this is the only thing he wanted to make. Makes sense. You know what I mean? It's and, probably a good thing because he probably tightened up the script more. Yeah, there's, there's a, well, yeah, there's a lot of names and things and how it originated. But yeah, basically, he said for me to take on the tele, to take on a television job meant that I was like push, likely pushing back the film. So I was going rapidly broke. I was like majorly in the red. According to Wright, Peg still hasn't allowed him to pay back the money he owes him from those lean times. So <laughs> that's cool. That's just, you know, that's really cool. That is. That's their biggest movie. Right. And he's just like, whatever, man. It made us. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it was worth it. Yeah, I would have done it all over again for free. Right. You know, and I would too, you know. But obviously when you see the scene where Sean meets up with his lady friend, Yvonne, in the valley, she's like his room in the, in the she's his roommate, Daisy. Right. You know, from Spaced. Right. Which, uh... <laughs> she's like okay <laughs> remember because uh david's all like yeah they're not together anymore and she's like okay right right oh good witch good luck <laughs> <You know? laughs> but um you see a couple other people there if you're paying attention you also see martin freeman who did The World's End with them later on. Mm-hmm. He was in Hitchhiker's Guide and all those other movies. Mm-hmm. And Matt Lucas is at the very end playing Ed, the like version of Ed or Nick Frost. But Matt Lucas did the Little Britain series and Bridesmaids and Doctor Who and a bunch of other stuff. He's like the balding big guy who's been with Rebel Wilson before in many things. Oh, So I think they play brother and sister in Bridesmaids. I could oh, be I wrong. I don't remember. That's a good movie, too. Yeah. But at one point, there's a zombie that appears in a yellow cycling helmet and and Lycra shorts. Mm-hmm. That's comedian Michael Smiley, who also appeared in Spaced and The World's End. Ah. He played the Reverend Green in The oh. World's End. So mm-hmm. uh, they do that. I mean, practically all the fucking 
shit in the movie is like, you know, like many of the zombie extras are fans of Spaced, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which it also has a lot of the people in there. Even one of the people in Yvonne's line of friends in the alleyway was on that show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, at Sean's place of work, the 4E Electric, which is based off of Ken Vore, who played the character in Dawn of the Dead from 1978. Oh. And he even did, you know, cameo in uh, Dawn of the Dead 2004 where he was like the guy on the the, the reverend on the TV. Mm-hmm. The dead are coming oh, back to yeah, life. Yeah. When there's no more room in hell. Right. But Wright had written in Coronado ice cream as a hangover cure for Frost's character in Shaun of the Dead based on his own experiences. After a party for the film, they received like free Cornetto ice creams. So Wright and Peg, like I said, decided to write it in all their films. So they were just like, fuck it. (laughs) But George Romero, creator of the movies to which this movie obviously pays a little bit of homage. The zombies. Yeah, obviously. You know, they even used some of the music in from it. So it impressed he was so impressed right. with Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright's work that he asked them to cameo in Land of the Land Dead. Land of the Dead. I remember that. Right. And I remember the whole video on that mm-hmm. of them going. Do yeah, you remember that? Yeah, I do. I remember watching that. I think it came out when... I don't remember. It came out a couple of years later. It came out in 2005. Was it in the Land like of the Dead extras? I think yes, it is. Yes, it was. Yeah. I think they even had it on YouTube at the time. Like, it was, like, kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that at that time, I don't know if you guys remember, but, like, back in 2004, they also did the first 10 minutes of Dawn of the Dead mm-hmm. that you could watch if you went to the website or right. something. Remember that? Right. It was a ploy to get you to go to the site. It worked. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. It worked. Dude, everybody was fucking blown away. That's, like, one of the best intros oh, into oh a fucking God. horror movie. It's amazing. <laughs> like, you can't do a better zombie uh outbreak intro you know oh like yeah the, that's the best part of a zombie a, a and movie. that was for before like dr- uh drones and shit you know right yeah could you imagine what they could do now oh yeah well you look at the best part of fucking uh world war z oh right is probably the beginning right because <laughs> exactly. it all unfolds into some crap afterwards mm-hmm. which even the guy who made the book uh you know max brooks is his name mm-hmm. is that who wrote it i don't remember he's like i fucking hate that movie you know because <laughs> there's so many amazing stories in that book they're like little one-off stories mm-hmm. anyway night of the living dead director george romero as well he was given a private viewing of the movie before he got to see it in Florida. And during the scene in which Ed yells, we're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> Romero didn't even realize that that was a direct rip from his movie. Oh, really? <laughs> like he had no idea. And Edgar Wright actually had to tell him. Oh, my God. After he talked to him on the phone about the movie. He said it so well when he says it. I know. You. We're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> there's so many wonderful things in this movie about like stuff like that you know yeah yeah there's some inside jokes that nobody knows in um, oh i'm and sure stuff too yeah i'm sure simon Pegg and Edgar Wright considered a sequel that that would be like with like another monster or something like that but they decided against it good idea i think so because it would have turned into like fucking abbott and costello bullshit yeah you know what i mean which you know i still like those movies just because i watched them as a kid but they're like but you're not a kid anymore yeah i know they would have been kind of it would have been taking the piss out of these movies you know too much so he he said that the proposed title originally for for this movie for the original Shaun of the Dead was called From Dust Till Shaun, <laughs> which yeah, but I didn't have an afterlife. They had a mock up poster though that was in another movie though 
which was not too long ago, but Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse actually had a uh, a poster of uh, from Dust Till Sean. Did you see it? No, but I'm, it makes me want to rewatch the movie. Well, I might have seen it and just never reminded I'll have it. to watch it with you because I still don't watch it. But the original first, original, original title that was like what they scrawled a like paragraph on a fucking, you know, right. napkin or whatever the fuck it was. It was called Tea Time for the Dead. Tea Time of the Dead. I don't get it. That was going to be there because Britain, they drink tea. Oh. What do you mean you don't get it? <laughs> well, I don't get it. They all drink fucking tea over there. I don't so, know. I'm doing Australia. I don't know why. <laughs> I can't do British anymore. I used to be able to do British and because I've been doing, I do the Australian thing All the too time. much. Yeah. Anyway, but Sean tells Liz that he's uh, going to take her to the place that does all the fish. And when he opens up the phone book, did you look at that? Yeah. What does it say? It's a, you can see a restaurant. It's literally called Fulci's Restaurant. <laughs> The place that does all the fish. <laughs> the place that does all the fish. Yeah. Which, obviously, if you know who Lucio Fulci is, he's the guy who did all the zombie movies, like Zombie 2, Italian version of Dawn of the Dead 2, and, of course, City of the Living Dead, the Beyond and such. But uh, also, John and Bernie, who run the Winchester, mm-hmm. the one that has the bar that they go to all right. the time, these are the real names of the landlords and landlady who used to run Simon Pegg's local pub. Oh, really? Yeah, it's nice. called the, the Shepherds in Highgate, which he even makes a reference to in, I think, The World's End as well. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, what do you want to go? This, this. Oh, yeah, one of them was named Shepherd something. Shepherd, Shepherd yeah. Shepherd Hill or yeah, something. Yeah, that's that's one where Peg, so they, like, they add all this, like, personal stuff about them, but they used to make toast sandwiches for regulars, hence the, the reference to Breville Outback. The Breville out back. Remember when he because he's like, oh, well, they don't have food. And she's like, yeah, well, they got a Breville out back, though. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. Because they're talking about they don't have food at the at the Winchester. But he's like, right. they got a Breville out back. Right. So that's what he's talking about. Oh. And then Peg and Nick Frost were also, you know, regular attendees of this place on Thursday night quiz, which they would do the quiz thing. Mm-hmm. You know, remember those old days? <laughs> oh, yeah. On the <laughs> Where you could do the and bar. They the, and they had little push button things. Yeah. And it's a, there's a line in the movie where he says, we do the quiz when Sean's knocking on the Winchester door. Right, right. So it's so weird. Like, those are such inside jokes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. near the beginning of the movie, when Ed is, like, playing on the PlayStation 2, and he's playing a game called Time Splitters 2, by the way, Sean directs him to the top left. He's like, top left. He reloads. Good shot, you know. And in the movie, when fucking the zombies break in mm-hmm. and he gets the gun... He does the exact same thing. He tells him top left. Ed repeats the same thing. Top left. Nice shot. <laughs> so it's like these little stupid things that they like. Right. Yeah. I don't Always know. refer to. Also, I don't know if you guys remember in the very beginning of the movie. I lo- One of my favorite things in the movie is that that TV moment when they're flipping the channels. Mm-hmm. Because it's like everybody's dying. Yeah, it's it's well. If you want to know what it says when he's flipping through each of the channels, they're like saying a little bit of the the thing. It says although no no one official is prepared to comment, religious groups are calling it Judgment Day. There's click panic on the streets of London (laughs) as an increasing number of reports of click serious attacks on click people who are literally being click eaten alive click. But witness reports are sketchy. One unifying detail seems to be that the attackers, in many instances, appeared to be dead, excited to have us with us here. 
Yes, I was like this, like a a thing. I I, I really liked how they did that. Yeah, I did. Too. I, I've seen it in other movies. They've done stuff like that in other movies, almost like a sub, like a subtle, like uh, like you know, Mind it's trying thing. to tell you, like mm-hmm. convince you, subliminal. make you think subliminal. Thank you. Do you have a favorite scene or anything? My favorite part is when they okay they is the next day the day they still don't know what the fuck's going on Liz just broke up with him so they're they're walking home they get home the next the next morning when he it's that whole scene when he gets up oh the one they shot they do the name tag thing and then yeah he's walking to the to the uh, convenience store but you know he's not paying attention yeah they mirror he's like the intro he's on his food phone or something yeah and they mirror the intro of the movie. Again, right, but right. This but this time, time everything's time, fucked up. Ev- yeah, ev- everybody's a zombie except him. And then he walk, and then he they, he still doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He doesn't even notice, and he gets back to the house, and then, yeah, <laughs> and the- then Ed is like, "There's somebody in the garden. There's a girl in the garden." <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I love how he's like he's like kind of addresses them, but he's in such his own world, right? Because like, like the homeless guy comes up and he's like, "Oh, sorry, man. I don't. I, I didn't like, even uh... have change for the store. <laughs> I didn't even change for the store." You know, like, and the kid's like kicking the soccer ball, or you know, it's like right. Weird. And then, uh, so they go out to harass the girl in the garden, and uh, she falls backwards onto the umbrella stand. So there's a hole in her, and then she gets back up, and they're the there's their faces. It's so funny. It's so funny. And then they they hear that you know they hear on the TV that you know you gotta hit him in the head. So then what? They start throwing um right vinyl at him. Right. I love the and whole process going, of that too. Yeah, yeah. When they're going through the vinyl, he's the, like Sade. Oh yeah. <laughs> The Batman soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, that one you should have kept, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, that this, was great. That was funny. Apparently, originally, he was supposed to be hitting him with a bike. A bicycle? Yeah, well, that was happening. And then the iconic scene of when they go in the shed and he grabs the cricket and the the cricket mallet and the, and the shovel. It's great. Oh, yeah. And they tap the whole fried weapons of choice. Supposedly, I guess the the fried gold thing was like something, and that they did in space. There was like a DVD commentary on the space show in the background of them doing their thing, and they had mentioned something about a slice of fried gold that everybody always kind of remembered in the extras, mm-hmm. and like always brought up to them. So they put it in this movie as as like an homage to it. Oh. So, How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I also love that they play electro Oh yeah. in the movie because that was such a big deal. Oh yeah. For for, for me, not maybe yeah. not amount in America, but more so probably in England and shit right. like that. But that's what I'm saying, there's such a genre of music in this in this film from like a whole from different periods and yeah. just like just different like rock and electro and dude i used to listen to electro a lot ska. and break dancing stuff like i used to love all that shit mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like when you hear that you're just like i was just like i love when they're ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah obviously there's there's other funnier bits in the movie mm-hmm. like i love the whole the joke between david and how he's in love with the girl Mm-hmm. Oh come off it! You know he's like, why don't you take her on a date then? <laughs> uh, what else is there? 
I love how Ed is always like fucking like hot for Barbara and like he's always like her, her protector. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> And they talk about like killing Philip and shit like that, like how easy it is. Oh yeah, that yeah. And we might have to kill Philip. Oh good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the whole scene when they they pull up to the parents' house and Ed sees the jaguar and he's like, "Well, I'll just uh, you go get Barbara and I'll just circle the car around a few times." And then um, Sean and his mom they come out and. And uh, Sean's like, what happened to the car? And he like crashed the car. He's like, oh, just, yeah, just kind of. I guess we'll have to take the Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> and then Philip gets attacked again. And I love I love when his mom's like, she's like, we got to save Philip. And he's in the car. And she's like, mom, he's not Philip anymore. He's never going to come back. That is never. There's not even a shred of Philip left in him. And he turns off the music. <laughs> he's. Yeah, that was great. That's like such a Phil well, thing to do. He, well, Sean was like, he's gone. And Barbara's like, where did he go to? He's right there. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, he's alive. He's a zombie. <laughs> it's like little elements like that. And then they can't open the door because the, the child, child likes. So, so they, it's like an ongoing gag. They have these, yeah. like, so many of these things in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's that's where the writing is really good. Is that right. they each character has their hangups and those hangups come back to bite them later on. They're very cognizant of each of these characters Mm -hmm. they've got a real like you know you can tell that Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg just have a real grasp on and I feel like Edgar Wright's the more specific person like he's like the attention to detail he's the real detailed guy and I think Simon Pegg's the funnier guy yeah so he probably comes up with some really great ideas for stuff but like Edgar comes in and like makes it even funnier. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's what I feel like their their stuff is. Mm-hmm. I I'm a fan of Simon Pegg though. I I'm I've actually watched quite a few of his movies. Run Fat Boy Run. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that one? Yeah, I don't remember it though. I think he's like he runs a marathon or something like that, and he has to lose a certain amount of weight or something like that. And then there's that one where he's like got all these powers all of a sudden, like kind of like Bruce Almighty, mm-hmm. but it's like you know he can wish anything into existence or something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm pretty happy about rewatching this. It was nice. That was great. It's it's nice for us guys because sometimes we you know we see so many movies that we're just kind of like mid on. Or just kind of like, you know, we're right. not excited about that. It, sometimes you just got to watch these kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Like we got to do it. To them. remember why we watch movies. Yeah. Somebody hit me up and they were like, oh, so Shaun of the Dead. Eh? And I was like, yeah, of course. So I was like, I was like, you got to you got to do some of the classics in there occasionally to have fun. And I always forget like that, like this. It's an old movie now. And they were using flip phones. I mean, smartphones. They were using even, Nokia. Yeah. Smartphones weren't even like a thing. Oh my back god! Then. I mean, do, I, like, can you even think about that? Like, right. that's crazy. He's working in an electronics store. Who the fuck do you know who works at a goddamn electronics <laughs> store? Like, where is Did there? You an see all the TVs, store? and why were yeah. they always picking up a corded phone? That was weird. <laughs> they were, weren't they? Yeah. And th- yeah, he had a fucking answering machine, which I it, I had an answering machine. In yeah, but for us, it's like kind of like I don't know. It doesn't bother me, but I can't. I can imagine like for a younger kid. Like they may it be. Well, it just makes me think of how far we have advanced. We've advanced. You mean how aged we've gotten? Yeah. Well, yeah. That too. yeah how advanced we've gotten? Yeah. <laughs> Older the wiser, right? <laughs> well, you lazy kids. Just kidding. 
<laughs> I used to walk 70 miles in the fucking snow just to get my paycheck for 25 cents. <laughs> and now you can take your driverless vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I am never going to be that way for fuck's sake. Oh, no, because they have it way harder now. Yeah, that's the what I'm saying. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we do have another movie to talk about. We're going to talk about that from uh, Edgar Wright, of course, and Simon Pegg. And that is The World's End, 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 which came out in 2013. This is the end cap for their trilogy, the Cornetto trilogy. Five friends reunite in an attempt to top their epic pub crawl from 20 years earlier, unwittingly becoming humanity's only hope for survival. There's a couple of taglines. Good food, fine ales, total annihilation. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare to get annihilated. One night, six friends, 12 pubs, total annihilation. Wasn't it? Oh, yeah, because Sam's the sixth friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now they're going home, but it feels like another planet. Ugh. Drink responsibly. There you go. <laughs> so this is directed by Edgar Wright, of course, written by Simon Pegg and him. They also have Simon Pegg starring in the movie as Gary King, the, the town king, you know, because King, he's the last name King, one of the best. Just last. like you. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cross plays Andy. Martin Freeman, who is Oliver in this movie from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the Hobbit movies, Black Panther, the British Office series. Rosamund Pike, who plays Sam, the girl. She's in Gone Girl, Die Another Day, the Bond movie, Pride and Prejudice, which is funny because that was Pierce Brosnan's movie, Die Another oh, Day. Oh, yeah, and he's in this. And he's in this. They must have made friends, that's yeah, why. I was thinking that, too, yeah. Um, Pride and Prejudice, Saltburn, the new Watership Down miniseries, which I still haven't seen. And she was also in a Massive Attack music video, video oh. yeah, called uh, Voodoo in My Blood, oh. which I thought was interesting. Massive Attack is not Mazzy Star. No. <laughs> Oh, we did a, we did a, we did a, 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 a Alexa music quiz. Don't listen. Stop, Alexa. <laughs> God damn it. Um, we also have David Bradley, who's in this, who plays Basil, who uh, he was in the Harry Potter movies as Argus Filch. He was also in Doctor Who as Solomon. Await further instructions. The Strain. He was the big. He was the old guy in The Strain that oh. had the pawn shop that was, like, fighting all the monsters. Yeah, I don't even remember that show. Yeah, and then Game of Thrones he was also in as well. We also have Michael Smiley, who I mentioned, who played Reverend Green in this. He was in Kill List, Free Fire, The Lobster, Come to Daddy, one of the wildest, funniest performances he's done, and The Nun. And, of course, Pierce Brosnan, who plays Professor Shepard. This movie had a budget of $20 million. It made $46 million at the box office worldwide. Christina, what are your thoughts on this fine film? This is like a pub crawl sci-fi movie, which didn't hit well for me. It mm -hmm. wasn't as funny as to the you. Movie. To me. To me. Yes, to make me. sure we're talking. I feel like this is just a bunch of old man stories. Like it's yeah, just it's a, a middle-aged fucking movie. Them reminiscing and stuff. And, oh my god! I mean, it wasn't that far. There's a tw the twist in it, the sci-fi twist in it. I think it just throws the whole thing off a bit. It just doesn't mesh together well. You know what I'm saying? No, I think and, you're being ultra picky, and you're and, probably going to give it a bigger score than you're sounding right now. Well. Thanks for your criticism of my criticism. But no, <laughs> I don't. 
I don't like it. I give your review a two out of ten. <laughs> I'm not even done yet. I know. Come I can on. see where it's headed. It was just silly. It's just. I don't, this is this is the second or third time I've seen it, and I thought maybe it's going down. <laughs> this is like the second or third time I've seen it, and I thought, oh, maybe I'll just like it a little bit differently because we just watched Shaun of the Dead. I don't think that was a good idea. Maybe we shouldn't have watched this together uh-huh. because it just it didn't it. Uh, it's cool seeing all these guys together, but I just didn't think the story. And I just, it wasn't good enough. And it was, there was a lot of CGI in it too. I mean, it was cool. There's, you know, some glowing eyes and stuff, which is pretty creepy, but I don't know. And the music and the, the music and it just it hit the same. It's just not the same. I just, five out of 10. Oh, that's way too <laughs> I'm try, low. I'm trying. The only things I liked about it was I liked seeing them all together. You're you're I, being extra critical because of the, how good uh, uh, the other one is. That doesn't mean that this one's a bad movie or an average movie. I feel well, like you're being a little too harsh. Am I? Because I didn't enjoy watching it again. Okay, I right. wasn't laughing. We laughed like, a couple of times. I thought it was weird. I I mean, yeah, there was some funny moments, but sure. I think it's just the story. I don't think the story was strong enough because it 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 was just out of the ordinary. It just okay. Does that make sense? No, go ahead. Okay, you go ahead. <laughs> I think a lot of people agree with me. Yeah, but I think there's more nuance to it than you're giving it. That's all I'm saying. And what's that nuance? I can go over mine, but you haven't finished yet. So I haven't you finished. Go ahead. I said five out of ten, and it wasn't good enough for you, and then you just kept interrupting okay, me. Okay, all right. So you go right ahead. You're welcome. Okay, so now for the real good interview. Or re- interview? <laughs> Who are you interviewing? I, I'm interviewing myself at this point because <laughs> of my shit. Anyway, so I think, okay, so yes, if you are thinking that this movie is going to be anywhere near the same as Shaun of the Dead, then you're in for a a bad time, okay? Because, like, you can't, like, if you compare the two, yes, I can understand why you wouldn't like this one as much. But ultimately, as a movie by itself, I still think it's a highly enjoyable film, okay? (laughs) Unless this is your first time watching it, like... You can't, you can't, it's just never going to strike lightning in a bottle that many times. It's not the biggest comedy that I've seen or even one of the best uh, for that matter. But ultimately, it's still a really enjoyable movie to watch, especially if you're a fan of the first movie. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's a lot of things that are in this movie that are callbacks to the first movie, the second movie. They have a lot of jokes that are all tied together. Which to me is still good writing, still good action, still good, you know, camaraderie and fun to have. It's not going to be one of the best, you know, like I said, comedies that you've ever seen, but it's still going to be a good, fun experience in a way. There's a lot of interesting, like, storylines that are going on that I kind of wanted to see where they ended up. I like the end of this movie a lot. I like how it ends up because it's so ridiculous. And we'll get into that into the the spoilers, of course. But yeah, I like seeing a a new attempt at doing like aliens in a very different way, especially because I get to see Nick Frost doing a different version than he's done because he's always done the dumb guy and he does the smart guy in this one. And I, I really like that change. I thought it was different. I like seeing, you know, Simon Pegg is actually pretty good playing the fucking wounded fucking hero. A multiple huge cast of people that are in this movie that are all coming together to make one last fucking hurrah for their friends. It's almost like, uh, you know, reunion movie or something, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not that it's like 
I don't know. I don't think it's nearly as good as Shaun of the Dead by any means, but I didn't think it was as funny, but I was entertained and I was like curious where it was headed. I always forget a few things in the movie. There are still a lot of those elements that we liked in the first one, just on a not so funny, not as funny way. So I don't know. I, I, you know, I remember going to see this with you in the theaters when we first started to get together, I think. Right. And uh, we weren't like blown away by it then either. Right. But we still enjoyed it. Yeah, we enjoyed it. That's why I'm saying like to hear you say five. I'm like, uh, like I personally think this deserves at least a seven, you know, Mm -hmm. and a 7.5. I mean, I would even give it an eight if it were to been funnier, but it's still a solid film it's not like there's anything flawed with this like it just doesn't have the beats of comedy that the first one does so you enjoyed the story i did actually i really like the story i think it's i think the idea of this these alien race coming down that aren't there to destroy everything and that they're super nice and different is kind of unique and different like they, they kind of make society better it's 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 a movie about how fucked up we are as a society and how we are always looking back to the past to try to heal ourselves when we should be looking to the future and that's why they had to come out during a, a pub crawl right <laughs> that's the meaning of the movie okay sometimes then. you tell a wackadoo story about fucking aliens and everything else to get one little tidbit out you know <laughs> it's called entertainment baby that's what you do all right but i still like i said i still think you know i like watching the trilogy i'm not even i don't love hot fuzz but there's some really good moments in that movie that i really like Mm -hmm. the fight scenes in this movie in particular for the world's end is amazing like Mm -hmm. they do real choreography the same guy that they used for jackie chan in the united states is the same guy that taught them all how to fight in this movie. Mm-hmm. That bathroom fight scene is amazing. It is. That was, fucking, that was okay. Nick Frost is a goddamn beast in this movie. <laughs> like, he's going fucking ham. And he's good at acting in action. Like, yeah. he's really good as a physical actor. Like, you know, sure, he's the fat, stupid guy, you know, like everybody thought, but he's really good mm-hmm. as a hero in this movie. He gets pissed. And it's like the Hulk, you know? Like... <laughs> And it's cool, man. Like, they all did their own stunts in this movie. Like, they, I mean, there's some they couldn't do. Right. But it's just, you know, there's a lot of, there's a quality to this film that I think would be, I thought, I think it would be dis or not disrespectful, irresponsible to give it too low of a score. Okay. Doesn't mean that you have to love it, but at least appreciate what we got. Because I would love to see a movie like this before we got Shaun of the Dead. I wouldn't have loved it, but I would have liked it a lot. Right. And I would rewatch this. And I have rewatched it now a couple of times since. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was a little let down compared to the first. But, you know, like Attack the Block is a great fun movie. Yeah, that's a good movie, too. But it has its moments where not so good. Right. It's a little slow. Right. Like, it's like, you know, and, you know, Nick Frost isn't exactly super funny in it. Right. It's not. Like the funniest movie ever, but I love watching where it goes and what happens and the certain scenes in the movie when they fight and shit like that. It's pretty cool. Right. So I don't know. I think at least deserves a seven. That's just my opinion. Um, I don't, I have a lot of movies that I like that are sevens. Those are those hopeful movies that you like that you wish would have just been a little bit more. This movie obviously had more money than Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always necessarily spell a better movie. Right. But it does cover up flaws a little bit. Okay. So, anyway. 
Anyway. So we're giving us a six out of ten between the two of us. Oh, big old eye roll. Yeah, big, big, big eye roll. Big old bitch. I don't know. I didn't like the color yellow in it. Hmm. (laughs) Just kidding. Anyway, so we do have some trivia on this movie, though, that we'll go over with you now. And uh, if you don't want anything spoiled, of course, you can rent it and watch it on Amazon and Apple TV. Here's our spoilers. You've been warned. So this movie is, you know, based on the pub crawl. They go to each of the the different places and they had a real pub crawl, like in actual life, Wright did, where he was young. He got blacked out, but he remembered he was, after it was all said and done, he was going to meet up with some girl and she, like, they were seeing each other and like, she didn't show up and she ended up going on a date with like one of his friends or something like that. Or I don't remember what it was, but he ended up running outside like an idiot and, and then choked himself on a clothesline and fell back and didn't didn't wake up till later (laughs) so i thought that was really funny so he you know this night that they had together him and his friends you know they they said that it was such a epic night that he actually wrote a script about like a bastardized version you know Mm -hmm. that's out of control called crawl and they came up with the idea when they wrapped up on hot fuzz they were on a plane discussing it Mm-hmm. and how they thought it would be a, make for a really good idea. So Edgar likes putting himself in the movies. When I mean putting himself in there, I don't mean like physically. He likes to have every one of his actors and everything put a little piece of themselves in the movie mm-hmm. so that I think it's it just makes it more authentic, more real, cohesive. Oh, I see, yeah. You know, like when you mm-hmm. actually add elements of your art into art, mm-hmm. art is so much more solid. Right. It comes from a place of authenticity, even if what you're showing on the screen is aliens and people with like Lego parts coming apart, you know? <laughs> so he and Peg very much are the same way and they encourage people. In fact, uh, Eddie Marson, I forgot to mention, who was in this, uh, he he did a great, fantastic movie. He does a lot of really serious roles and they wanted him to do comedy, you know what I mean? So he wasn't used to it. So. He really had to go and come from a place that he's not used to working. He was saying just, you know, how everybody was just so lovable and so funny on the set. And that they, it just looked like they were having a fucking insane fun time the whole time they're making it. And apparently, Edgar Wright is one of those kind of guys that likes to take as many shots as it takes. Oh, until it's right. Until it's right. Mm-hmm. So even Pierce Brosnan said, yeah, I'm not used to that. You know, like, <laughs> so Felicity... Andy's assistant from the start of the film is named after a young woman from Stockport who called they called Fliss, who tragically you know passed away. She was a massive Simon Pegg fan, and he had Aww. sent her like signed pictures at the request of her dad when she was ill. Aww. And she apparently passed before she could receive them. So when Simon Pegg found out, he wrote the character into the movie in her memory. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I thought that was sweet. That's Andy's secretary. Right. Yeah. Now, the bartenders, the publicans, they call them, of the first two bars are, by complete coincidence, real-life cousins. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Not, Not like they planned it or anything. Teddy Kemper... Kempner and Mark Kempner, who hadn't seen each other in years until they actually reunited on the set or the audition of this movie, according to Edgar Wright. That's funny. So, and I think it's the two bars, the first two bars. Mm-hmm. Those are brothers. Oh, where they look alike? Yeah. Yeah. 
They're cousins. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know if they look alike. I can't remember what they look like, but... but the bars looked alike. That's why they right. probably looked alike, so... One of the bars was called the King's Head, and that featured a guy on the front, like mm-hmm. an old sort of royal kind of guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's actually Simon Pegg as a king in the painted portrait. <laughs> Which you're going to hear a lot of that theme uh, in this movie because the main characters' last names all have royalty or court connections, you know, like to the royal family. Oh. So like Gary King, Andy Knightley, <laughs> Peter Page, Stephen Prince, and Oliver Chamberlain. Oh. Which there are many moments in the film that lean into that ideology heavy. Like, even when Sam comes into the third bar, I think it is, or the mm-hmm. second bar, mm-hmm. and they're sitting down at the, at the he's, they're sitting down. Did you notice Gary doesn't get up? And no, he didn't. And everybody at the, ta- at, the, uh, at the couch stand up to say hi to Sam. Uh-huh. And he's the only one because he's the king. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I thought that was crazy, right? <laughs> That's weird. The girl sitting next to Gary in the opening group therapy scene is played by Nicola Cunningham, who had previously appeared in Shaun of the Dead 2004 as Bloody Mary, the zombie girl who was in the garden. Oh, oh, So she's yeah. in the in the very That's... opening therapy scene where he's like smiling like, oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Because okay. he's telling the story of what right. happened. For, yeah, she's right next to him. Which he's really good at that. I noticed, you know, like when he like does the storytelling of like. Right. Like how he sets up like the past and everything. It's not some right. obligatory thing where you're trying to piece it together in your own head. Mm-hmm. He takes you on the journey himself. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I like that how they how they they wrote it and they directed it. It's just it's really nice. Right. Very seamless. Um, but yeah, I mean th- that's pretty much it for some of the trivia. There is some more. Um, there's a lot. I mean, there is so many fucking things in this movie as far as like pointing to things from other movies and stuff like that. Like Gary mentions the knife game, which is from aliens, you know, when they put the hand down mm-hmm. and they cut through the fingers and uh-huh. uh, the robot does it really fast. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I remember that. And it's a scene in which he's, it reveals a bishop, Lance Henriksen, is like a robot. And then uh, they like mentioned the robot thing in here. So it's like in the, in the previous film, Aliens 1979, Ash, Sir Ian Holm, is revealed to be a robot. In this film, Oliver Martin Freeman is revealed to be a robot. Holm and Freeman both played Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> so, which is really wild. That's weird. From The Hobbit. Right. The original and this. Yeah. Right. Like, weird. I don't know. I thought that was really crazy. Like, that's some next level fucking, like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I also noticed this for the first time when they were in the bathroom after the fight scene. It must, he's like, it must be the network because they couldn't get the phone call. Right. And I was like, wait, the network. That's right. There's a network in this movie that these aliens sort of run off of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. And, and so, like, what I, what I really like about the end of this movie is kind of like how they treat Gary King. And I'll, I'll hold off on it, but like, he stands on a table, you know, like there's all this stuff about the king again. He's the king of the fuck ups, the king of earth. Right. Because he's the worst of them all. Right. That's essentially what they're trying to say. So when he steps up and talks to the thing, I love that back and forth where mm-hmm. they're like not giving in. Oh, I can see it's just pointless arguing with you. <laughs> I wish that's how it were in today's world, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just believe. You whatever. get a bloodshed after all of that. <laughs> I love how he's the worst of them all, and he's wearing a Sisters of Mercy 
shirt so it makes sense i know it hits us like <laughs> all like back to our goth days our goth stuff that we uh right i never <laughs> i never got into them though i did in the 90s a little bit like yeah. early 90s like well the late 80s and early 90s stuff right because there was like that crossover and sisters of mercy had so many fucking albums oh my god yeah so it was that and killing joke remember them yes and then i remember that see i never two, got I in i never got into that gothy of music i listened to stone roses too which is kind of gothy it's like yeah. a new wave goth mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's really considered new wave but you know what i mean like right it's dark Oh, and they had also another thing is is that they in the second movie of the Cornetto trilogy, Hot Fuzz, they mm-hmm. had Timothy Dalton, who was a Bond, a James Bond, in the movie as well. Oh. And then the first, yeah, because Pierce Brosnan and Rosalind Pike were the, she was the girl in the movie mm-hmm. of Day, Die Another Day. Oh, okay. She was one of the Bond girls. Right. So... It's just crazy that they put them both in that in that one too. So, what's with these British? <laughs> like James Bond has been around since like the beginning of time, and so has Doctor Who. Right. Like they just don't cancel these shows. Hey man, God. and you know what? Like you know they also have the buddy comedy thing here. You know, like they're keeping that kind of strong too. Mm-hmm. That's like a big thing in England as well because you got like things like uh, Full Bottom. Which is like Rick Mayo. I don't know what that is. And uh, well, the guest house Paradiso that we watched. Do you remember? Yeah. Those two guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had a whole TV series back in the day. A lot of this is like you oh. know famous TV stars that turned movie star. You know what I mean? Like a lot of right, them had comedy if, shows if and stuff. If you work well together, then why you know keep keep the band together if you're working well together? Right, hundred percent. They even make reference to the into that in the the blues brothers here in this movie too if you notice because oh, he's notice. like we're getting the band back together man well oh. but not that band actually the our friends but like we can do that too if you like he says right <laughs> when he goes to the construction site to pick up right the other guy mm-hmm. apparently something that you won't notice in the film is that all of the blanks wear blue or green so as to know oh, i didn't notice that. yeah i didn't know that either there's like they always they, they bring up the soup dragons a lot in this movie because they play that song in the beginning. Mm-hmm. The beast is brought up a million times in this movie, you know, like, you know, getting back to the beast. Like, I, I kind of like that this movie is a little bit serious, too. Like, it's not just a joke, you know, like the whole time, because like at the very end, just like in Shaun of the Dead, they have, you know, Gary shows him that he was like unalive, tried to unalive himself and he went to the to the doctor and that's why he got out is because he was like this is like why this is so important to him it was the last time he remembered being you know happy or mm-hmm. that that the world was at the, his oyster so to speak right and that's apparently when the fucking aliens took over too which i fucking love because they're like and that's the other thing i like in this movie is that they, they keep saying the robots over and over and again they're like the, the the aliens are really offended by that because they're like that means we're slaves and we're not slaves we're free <laughs> god damn it and we're trying to explain to you that we're free <laughs> so like pierce brosnan's like ah, oh, oh, you boys know Oh, no, of course not. I'm not a robot. Do you do you boys know what the robot means? And and then Gary's like, oh yeah, it means a uh, slave, right? <laughs> and then Eddie Eddie's like Eddie Marson's character is like, like God, he's got beer on his lip and shit. Like I love too when uh, fucking 
Nick Frost's character, uh, Andy, just starts drinking and out of frustration because Gary won't give up on the idea of finishing this fucking pub crawl. Mm-hmm. They're like, wait, are we still doing the pub crawl? I thought we were trying to get the fuck out of here. And he's like, yeah, but we got to pretend that, that we, you know, they don't know what we know, so we're going to pretend to act like we didn't know because, you know, I, no one else has a better plan, so fuck it. <laughs> and then he walks outside and he sticks his arm through the glass door. Do you remember? Yes. Because he hasn't drank in a while. I fucking love that. That was funny to me. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. They got the marmalade twins. There's like stuff in the mermaids, the three mermaids mm-hmm. that, that marks that on the sign too. That right. they talk about the marmalade sandwich. Right. Which uh I don't know. I think we can all kind of relate to like thinking back to a time when we're younger, you know, where things were like a little less complicated and the world was our oyster and we we could be anything that we wanted to be and then you try to unalive yourself (laughs) well yeah he didn't do it apparently but yeah i mean that's the thing is like it's a sad story about redemption for him and it's so funny at the very end too and they're all standing up around him you know like yeah who said you can do what we want we want to do anyway you know because even though they were in like these jobs that were like really good None of them were happy, and they still had, like, all these old things that they hadn't dealt with. So, yeah, while Gary really was the fuck-up and, like, he was the only reason they were doing it, they all still had a piece of them old self that was, like, stuck in the 1990s in that town. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like, even Matt, um, Eddie's character or whatever, the fucking kid who got picked on, he beats up that dude, and it's, like, therapeutic for him, and he gets overtaken. And then his blank is, like... Mm-hmm. walking around i don't know i thought that i just like i like stuff like that like i think it's kind of stupid and interesting you know that that you know there's a little bit of thought put into this i think right and i i love that at the very end they're like we won we won you know we beat him because <laughs> yeah, you talked him to death he talked to them to death you know he basically made them go back to their you know, why don't you get off on your rocket and fuck off they're <laughs> fucking pissed drunk and uh they're like fine We'll leave then. And then they just leave. And then, like, it's the future and nobody's had the internet forever or lights, apparently, because they don't know how to it's fix it. so weird. I it's love so that, weird. though. He's like, yeah, it's, you know, and then he, that's the part where you see the Cornetto go up against the fence is when um, Andy's character is talking mm-hmm. or Nick Frost's character is talking. And he's like, you know, I don't even miss the Cornettos anymore. And he sees the, like, rapper like flip up on the on the the fence and he's like oh <laughs> he goes to touch it and that's the time was that the only time it was in the movie i you know i don't remember i don't know oh. i could i could have sworn they might have gotten one in a bar but i don't remember i don't think so i think they were only drinking the entire time but that that was the one time that the rapper shows up oh okay. so which I didn't even know there was a correlation, and I didn't even know what that was called to begin with. So, dude, Nick Frost is kind of a beast in this movie. It sucks because like this isn't your regular Simon Pegg kind of movie, but it is, you know, because he, he's like so competent, and it's like we all know somebody that was in school that was like the cool guy, mm-hmm. and then never amounted to anything, mm-hmm. kind of thing, and like you know, that was their peak. Yeah, they peaked in high they school. Peaked in high school. While everybody else has peaked afterwards, after high school. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, I remember that one guy that used to pick on me <laughs> in elementary school or middle school, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
but yeah, I don't know. I, I really, I, I, I enjoyed it. There's got to be some scenes that you like. So we're gonna. Well, I like the bathroom scene when uh, the fight. Yeah, the fight, and he rips his head off, and then that's when the, he realizes they're <laughs> aliens. And then the guys walk in all pissed off because he had lied about his mom dying. Right, because they get the call from mom. Yeah, and he they, leaves the phone on the table after leaving him with this like, like, like humdinger of a fucking guilt mm-hmm. trip. And then like he didn't even uh he didn't even like notice the headless kid with blue blood on the floor yeah. until like halfway through. His head came off. And He's then to yeah, and then they went to all the martial arts fights and shit where the, the other kids came in and then they started fighting and stuff. <laughs> that was funny. It's going too fast for me though, I guess. Yeah, it was fun though. It was fun. Eddie Marston's character just hides in the bathroom, hides in the stall that one time. Oh, that's right. Remember, he like crosses, it's like real mm-hmm. tense if he's going to make it across in time. <laughs> but dude, they get violent in there, man. Like that when he, when fucking Gary's character or Simon Pegg's character, Gary, throws that kid back and he hits his head on the thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's some some serious shit. Right. Like, yeah. He sure his head pops off like a Ken doll, mm-hmm. but like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And I love that they chose, you know, it kind of reminds me of is the Stepford Wives a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, they does. I think I remember totally me saying robots. that back in the time with the one with Matthew Broderick, too. Right, right. Yeah. Because, like, those, those are very similar things that are going on, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I just love how benevolent they are. They're like, you know, they don't think that they're really. Because so he's like, at the very end, he's like, oh. You say you didn't want to turn people and that those people were given the biggest risk. Well, how many people in this town since you came here have changed of their own free will? Right. And he's like, three. He's like, three? <laughs> that's it. Three out of this entire town. <laughs> and he's like, well, we think that's pretty good averages. You know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so they like get offended. They get offended mm-hmm. by their kindness and generosity of wanting them to be a part of this bigger Thing. Yeah, this universal thing to die so their clone can live on. Yeah, because our apparent, our parent, um, you know, type of alien is so fucking de evolved that they came back <laughs> to the 1990s to try to integrate us into a way of thinking slowly around the entire planet. Right. And then we make them leave and we don't even have internet anymore. So it's like, <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> which is probably a good thing because fuck man the internet has fucking fucked our heads up man like i, I love know. it like we're talking over the internet to you guys and i we love that be, aspect we, we wouldn't be doing this right but i'm just saying like there's other aspects of the internet that are just terrible well there's pros and cons to everything i guess but i'm just saying it's it's there's too much information and so many people don't even know how to look up or critically you know research or you know check anything out it's like imagine if we did lose the internet one day there would be nothing left just like that's why i say you well, know we would survive because we know how to use maps and stuff maybe like there would be a certain group of people that would know how to do certain things like there are now there just wouldn't be a lot right <laughs> but if all of our information is online though think about it like, we talked about this before. Like, if there was an ancient society that was ahead of its time and somehow they lost all their information, like they kept it all stored on crystals and then lost access to it one oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, then we would go through another evolutionary process of trying to figure out how to do Maybe all this stuff. Maybe that needs to happen then. Well, that's what I mean. That's pretty much what happens in this movie. So I think it's kind of profound in that mm-hmm. regard, you know? Like, 
it makes me think of that every right. time I watch this movie. Right. So I, I kind of like that thought. Like, I think that's interesting because there's, you know, there's those conspiracy theories that, that aliens have been to this earth and where they're testing grounds or whatever. And so well, they've, that's good. they've used, we've used some of their technology to, to advance ourselves in some ways. Right. You know, like reverse engineering shit to come up with like oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah. But you know, like of our all of our knowledge and things that we go back in time and we would lose and, and take for granted if it weren't for these like specific people in our lives, like we would be so stupid. <laughs> so yeah, in other words, I guess the world's end. Watch that. So yeah, that's how I wrap it up. There you go. <laughs> so yeah. Thank you guys for coming by. We'd love to hear what your guys' thoughts on these movies are. I mean, do you do you like The World's End? Do you think it deserves at least a fair shot? Like, do you think it deserves a seven, or is it really just the most boring thing you've ever seen? It's just average. You've seen so many better movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Do, should you just throw it away? Mm-hmm. Do you Do you not like Shaun of the Dead? Shame. You know, what do you think? I would love to hear what you think in the comment section down below. Next week... <laughs> Do we know what we're doing next week? Nope. Next week, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. So nope. <laughs> we'll definitely let you guys know on the sub- social media. So definitely stay tuned to the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I think those are the three we typically do. Sometimes Social medias. We sometimes forget on the Reddit, if you guys are part of our Reddit, which is very, it's like a ghost town. We talk about nothing in there. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you guys hey, are redditors, you know, come by and say hello because we would love to love to have you. And uh, yeah. But uh, we'll let you know on Thursday or Friday of next week or this week when what we're going to watch and then we'll talk about it then. But stay tuned to the YouTube's we'll have some more stuff there. And as always, long live the void.